Welcome to the Nine Moms Podcast. My name is Phineas and this is my mama's podcast and, and here she is. This week's episode is sponsored by asanaetc.com. Asana Etc. is a Czech-produced online yoga and movement platform brought to you from the founders of Prague Yoga Collective and a couple of other people who have gone together to create, to create some place where we can be together when we can't physically be together. These days when we, when we can't do that, it's, it can be comfort to find classes and community online to keep feeling good about ourselves, both physically and mentally. And we've just released a bundle of prenatal yoga videos with me that I'm teaching. So if you are pregnant and you've never done any yoga before, they're perfect for you. And there are also videos for those of you guys that might be pregnant that have a strong practice already and you'd just like to know how to modify a little bit as belly grows and also if you're not pregnant or you're not planning to be pregnant there's lots and lots of videos for you to practice with as well so if this sounds amazing then head to asana etc.com that is a-s-a-n-a-e-t-c.com and get your seven day free trial today after that unlimited access to all our videos is only 12 euros a month so Go ahead and head to asanaetc.com. In today's episode, we hear from Vaya. Vaya is Greek and so is her partner. And they're living in Prague in the Czech Republic, which is also where she gave birth to her little girl. Vaya had a cesarean section in a Prague hospital. And she shares with us how it was giving birth during a pandemic and what happened before and after in the hospital and with the care for her and her little baby girl. So let's get into today's story. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Vaya, and welcome to the Nine Months Podcast. Hello, um, Lisa. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> trusting me with your story today. Um, would you lo- like to start by introducing yourself and who's in your family? Yes. So hello, I'm Vaya. Uh, well, I'm, a, I'm an architect and I live in Prague and uh, yes, uh, my family is actually me and my husband right now. Uh, yes, uh, we are both Greeks. Uh, we come from uh, uh, small families in Greece. Everyone is in Greece right now. Um, yes, I myself have a, have a sister. Uh, my husband has two brothers and that's most of it. <laughs> mm, great. Um, so let's start with your journey to becoming pregnant. Did you guys plan to have a baby? And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Mm. Well, uh, yes, uh, we somehow planned it. We knew that we wanted to, to create a family together. So we were somehow uh, decided that we want to get married and uh, have a child um well we 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 did this simultaneously let's say the moment we started organizing the wedding the same moment we were actually trying also it was a period uh, a, a really nice period when you want to i don't know to organize or to create this new future mm-hmm. so uh, actually we 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 
we had uh, this wonderful uh, news uh, come to us uh, like a month before the date of the wedding. So it was a really nice celebration, like the party. We were uh, celebrating both somehow. Uh, it was it, it was really nice. Uh, we were super lucky because the wedding happened in the okay. It was in the twentieth of February in twenty twenty. Uh, so it was something like 10 days before the lockdown. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> or not the lockdown, like the first is incidents happening both in Greece and, and Prague. Uh, uh, so we were somehow uh, super lucky that we experienced this huge party before this, uh, <laughs> I don't know, alienation that happened to all of us. Definitely. Did you guys go back to Greece or were you here in Prague? Yes, the wedding happened in Greece. Um, and then uh, we came back. And after three days, uh, the first incident uh, in uh, Czech Republic happened. And yes, that was it. Then it was full pregnancy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and home. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So, so how was the pregnancy then? Did you, was it different than with being in lockdown during COVID? And, and um, did you, did you have more time for maybe planning for what kind of birth you wanted? Or, or how was that? Well, I was, uh, I, well, I, it isn't that I was planning something specific. I was uh, going uh, traditionally, let's say, and I was somehow having the time that I needed in order to find out what's happening uh, in Prague. Because, okay, uh, I know, let's say, all the proceedings in, in Greece from friends or family, but I didn't know anything about here in Prague. So, uh, yes, I needed some time to, to search for a doctor or, I don't know, double check whether uh, whether I'm okay with uh, my doctor and then see what happens with uh, social insurance or hospitals or midwives or yeah all this was uh, was a little bit mm, difficult for me and way to understand you did the fact actually that the the, the systems the health the social system social insurance systems and health systems are different in these two countries anyway but I did my research and found out some stuff. Also, my doctor guided me through it and it was okay. Um, well, uh, I think that from uh, the first, let's say what I was first planned until what actually happened at the, at the end, there is a huge difference, not only because of the course of the pregnancy, but also because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Of course, of course. Yeah, but yeah, it was uh, it was uh, okay. Let's say. Mm -hmm. And how 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 different was it, or how to say this? Like, if you you did your research and and everything, and then did you find out that stuff turned out to be very different because of COVID? Like your visits, I mean, with a doctor during the pregnancy, and it is the visits with the doctor. It is also the you know, the whole procedure, like the, the, the labor, uh, the attendance at the labor anyway, and also uh, the visits after birth at the hospital, which are 
it was which actually they were banned no one could visit you right so did you did you know this going into it no, or did it change no. did it change no you didn't okay no but actually what i knew like when i was in seventh or sixth month it was uh, at that time uh, which was like march or april like inside the winter quarantine let's say it was even even the father was banned to visit right like the the, the partner uh, afterwards when i gave birth in september so at that time this was cancelled so uh, the partner could could be at the labor so this was okay the thing is that is uh, <laughs> you know uh, uh, my partner finally uh, saw, like, second time our daughter a week, a week afterwards, which was a little bit strange for him, of yes, course. Of course. <laughs> okay, so let's let's uh, let's not jump ahead just yet. I yeah, just yeah, want to yeah, ask yeah. you about your <laughs> about your pregnancy in general. Like, if we look away from COVID, did you experience a normal? And calm pregnancy, or were there anything? Is there anything you'd like to share? Well, uh, I guess it was. It started super common. Uh, we we had the first trimester ultrasound, which was which was um, it wasn't perfect. It was good. It had uh, some uh, issues, some risks that we had to check. Uh, so the first part was that I should I. Well, it was uh, again this story that I had to to search how I should uh, check these risks anyway. Uh, uh, well, and this was it, the screening, is it? Yes, it was the screening. screening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was a, a risk on the uh, trisomes that I had to double check anyway with the uh, genetics, and also a risk on uh, uh, growth restriction. Uh, that might happen during uh, pregnancy. Mm. Uh, so, uh, well, what happened at that time? It was <laughs> I was I was super anxious because it coincided with the with Easter holidays. So I had to wait for Easter holidays to pass and then visit uh, the genetics department anyway to consult me about my next steps. So this meant that I was actually ready for the second trimester <laughs> ultrasound. Oh, wow. So yeah, so uh, pregnancy uh, went fast until then. They told me we could do some extra tests, you know, these non-invasive uh, blood tests that you can take, but uh, the results uh, would uh, would come to us two th weeks after, which was the day of the second trimester ultrasound so genetics consulted we should do the second trimester ultrasound and we will have all the answers that we need anyway so this is what i did fortunately everything was fine right uh, so that two months or one month and a half uh, you know period was yeah it was uh, super stressful and i guess that uh, covid uh, quarantine and uh, made it even more i guess if if there was a, a stressful period uh, in pregnancy i guess covid uh, doubled it or tripled it 
you had to find out things to do in order to, you know, to, to forget what is happening. So I was somehow workaholic. I, I grabbed my, I used to knit a lot. So I grabbed my, my needles and my, <laughs> and I started knitting. I mean, in this one month and a half, I needed uh, three blankets, uh, <laughs> one jacket and I don't know five uh, hats for babies like just that's perfect <laughs> that's a good thing to fall back on isn't it <laughs> yeah it, it, it is a super relieving I mean it's uh, so this like uh, if you for me it helps anyway yeah of course oh that's wonderful yeah I could do some yoga you know but no no <laughs> <laughs> meeting (laughs) and then it was also this growth restriction part so they tell me so I was like okay then I should handle this as well so it was actually meeting and eating (laughs) getting some yeah yeah getting uh, I don't know calories for the baby to grow fast (laughs) Mm -hmm. so not have uh, you know uh, but uh, you know uh, situations afterwards so that was mostly the the first to second trimester after second trimester uh, uh, test was uh, perfect super good or I don't know yeah it was super, it was it was the best result that I could have get mm. uh, yeah everything moved on uh, quite nice and normal also this coincided with the the uh, the the caradine stopped like everything started working again um so yeah we could do more stuff other than staying home <laughs> yeah so yes uh, it was better at that time and we started planning our holidays the holidays yes we managed to travel <laughs> it was a uh, last minute uh, organized and yes we traveled to Greece we went to the beach it was super nice holidays I would say we were with family and it was super relaxing Uh, but then again it was the moment to come back and I guess it was uh, the moment when I started being uh, stressed and anxious, anxious again I guess it was because there was this situation like uh, the incidents of uh, COVID started rising again we had to enter the aeroplane so I was a little bit stressed yeah I guess I guess uh, if you gave birth in September that was just before our second lockdown then so yeah I guess it's of course that's a and in September, when we went back all to school, that was, um, and, and everybody went back to work, that's when all the cases here was rising quite a lot. So I can imagine that would have been stressful. It, it was the time that, um, actually, when I entered, uh, well, I, I'm not sure about the numbers anyway, but I remember that it was something like 3,000 uh, incidents per day at that time. Mm-hmm. When we came back, I, I, I visited my doctor and we had the normal uh, check. Everything was fine. The only problem at that time was that uh, my little girl was too proud to rotate her head down. So it was in bridge position. <laughs> and 
this was like starting to be a little bit strange, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. How many so, weeks were you at that point? I guess it was uh, 32, 33. We had some time still, uh, but the time was running out, let's say. Uh, so yes, that was also the time when I started looking for some midwife or doula because, uh, okay, uh, I wanted to organize what, like everything, like the final steps. Mm, so when uh, we, well, it was super difficult to find eventually because there uh, everyone was somehow booked. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't know that I should search before. Uh, but anyway, I I found a really a really nice doula, really uh, helpful. And at that time, it was the time when uh, we were uh, uh, doing some exercise in order to to help uh, the baby from uh, breast position to you know normal. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the you know the term. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Head down, I think. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. The simplest. <laughs> Did your doula help you with any of that? Or Yes, yeah. it helped me a lot. She helped me a lot. Uh, we had some uh, exercises. I watched some videos. Well, the baby didn't turn. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you try to do a headstand? <laughs> uh, well, I was super heavy at that time. <laughs> Sometimes they say, just do a headstand, maybe it'll help. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't sure if I could do even dogs. Uh, right. like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. I was doing something like in between anyway, but nothing happened like <laughs> there, heads up. And actually, uh, then it was something like final weeks and it was the last visit to the doctor and... Mm. I visited my doctor. He informed me that, okay, the baby is still in breech position. Most probably we will have to, to go for a C-section. Mm-hmm. Okay, it would be great if I could experience the, the you know, the, the, the whole stuff. But I was, uh, if it's the safest, then let's go for C-section. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, and also he noticed that the baby was starting not being, let's say, in the average size. And yes, the next week was the first appointment at the hospital uh, where we, sh- we would check in, in general all the Doppler uh, uh, exams and all this. So at that uh, appointment in the hospital, we realized that this uh, growth restriction risk was somehow appearing. So we had to schedule a C-section for sure and schedule it as up, like tomorrow. Wow. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And how many weeks were you then? It was uh, 37. Mm -hmm. So it would be some full-term baby. Yeah. that was perfect, but okay, it wouldn't be something like 40 weeks or, you know, the full, full term. It was the beginning of the full terms. But the thing is that uh, due to this uh, growth restriction, we knew, we knew that the baby was starting, we, the, it, the, there was a delayed growing anyway. So we were uh, expecting uh, a small baby. Hmm. Uh, 
Okay, that was a turnover at the end. Super difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, we, we, it was a really stressful week at that time because it wasn't about the, the head now or the bridge position. It was about the growing of the baby. So mm -hmm. I had to visit the hospital every day to, to measure, do some tests until we, until we found, we find, a, a, you know, a, a term in the hospital for a organized, for a scheduled C-section. Mm -hmm. And also make all the proceedings because uh, before entering, we had to do the COVID test. All this, it's like uh, you had to run anyway. Uh, so we did it. Uh, it was super <laughs> strange, but it, it is a past <laughs> right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, was, your, was your husband allowed to go with you into the C-section or you were alone? Yes, eventually, yes. He could, he could be with us. Um, well, the night before uh, the surgery, I was alone at the hospital. Uh, of course, I couldn't sleep and all this typical stuff. But anyway, the next day we were together. Uh, uh, our daughter was born, which is amazing, of course. Mm. And yeah, we had some time together and then, and then it was uh, after birth uh, uh, meetings. Strange again, because it was at the balcony, at the corridors. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. It was yeah, strange. Yeah. Do you mind taking us through your C-section a little bit more in mm -hmm. detail? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, first of all, um, it is okay. It is the preparation which is happening before uh, the night before. Uh, all the meetings with the anesthesiologists and um, preparations. Um, for, uh, I guess we should, uh, I, I'm not sure about uh, the term, so maybe you can help me for the evacuation mm -hmm. of the belly, or not the belly, the, it's a klisma, mm -hmm. uh, anima, anima, yes, it's klisma also in Czech and in Greek, so I, <laughs> yes, I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Oh, so you have to have an enema in Czech Republic before your C-section? all this, yes. And some blood tests inside the hospital, uh, an enema, and then some, um, uh, I don't know, sp uh, these special socks that you wear before C-section for... Uh, um, pressure, pressure socks or the, anything. Is yes, pressure, yeah. Yeah, 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 something like this. Mm. Uh, yes, the thing is that uh, you have to be prepared at six o'clock in the morning, regardless the time the C-section is planned. So <laughs> this means that you might wait six hours, for example, like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With these uh, pressure shocks, which is, <laughs> it's not that comfortable <laughs> anyway. Right. Right. Uh, the time might uh, extend if there is an urgent, uh, uh, you know, labor happening in the surgery. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is what happened to me 
which was okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, after this, uh, you enter the surgery. Okay, you have the anesthesiologist. You have make the, you uh, actually you organize the anesthesiology plan before night. So you choose uh, which is uh, uh, how you want to do it, whether you want uh, to be totally asleep or you need to, or you want to be, you know, somehow communicating and just have um, anesthesia from uh, from the belly down. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so this is what I chosen in order to experience everything. Mm. Yep. Uh, so you do this uh, procedure with uh, the injection. After this, actually, you feel nothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, you see some people doing some stuff <laughs> behind, <laughs> uh, you know, behind the fabric. <laughs> yeah. You feel some hands inside your body, <laughs> yeah. but nothing, <laughs> nothing painful. <laughs> right. And then at this point is when uh, uh, is when they call your husband to come in or your partner to come in. And uh, he sits beside you, and after one or two minutes, uh, you hear the baby crying. So yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and what what did they? What was the procedure with baby? Do you get to see baby straight away, or? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they gave it uh, straight away to me, and they took it with my husband and the midwife and they made all the preparations they uh, the measurements or you know the uh, some washing and they brought her back to me uh, we sat a little bit and then we had to yeah to go to the to the rooms mm -hmm. And did you get to bring baby with you or they took baby to another place? Well, the C-section here is a strange <laughs> situation. <laughs> now becomes the, now it's the cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't know uh, why you have to wear these uh, pressure shocks. Apparently because after C-sections, you have to stay 24 hours horizontally in your bed. You're not allowed. <laughs> you're not allowed to lift your head at all. Wow. Yes, nothing, nothing at all. I was trying to 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 drink some water, mm. and uh, the nurse came, stopped me. They gave me this, um, you know, um, this special uh, cup that you can drink water while you are uh, laid on the bed. Uh, apparently, <clears throat> okay, this is tiring. Uh, I don't know, it, it, super difficult, uh, of course. Uh, not only because you stay like this 24 hours, you have no one, like you have no visitors, so you have no company. Uh, when the baby comes, you can do nothing actually because you have to stay like this and the midwives are there then you know you shouldn't sit you cannot hold your baby like properly 
uh, or you know what we imagine we will uh, have our babies and put it in our our breasts to feed it you know all this stuff no 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 this doesn't happen and uh, yes they bring it to you uh, what happens every three hours uh, what happens is that the baby smells you for some time tries to feed, to be fed and that's it and that is your communication with your baby like for 24 hours like uh, i don't know two or three minutes every three hours this is again yeah, this is painful yeah is this because of is this because of you uh because of the horizontal that you have to be horizontal was it because of covid or is this like a normal practice do you know i think it's a normal practice and yeah. this happens because um there is uh you know there is this um side effect of anesthesia mm -hmm. uh, that you might have some uh, he uh, pain um uh, he some headaches or some this kind of stuff so in order to avoid this uh, nausea, uh, they lay you down for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's the type of anesthesia, I don't know. Well, I have friends that performed, that, that had C-section in Greece. They didn't uh, have this 24-hour um, horizontal uh, thing. Right. Anyway, but they experienced headaches. Yeah. Okay. I didn't experience headaches. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's diff uh, it's difficult I think because we I think we sometimes focus a lot of our research on the birth itself and what's going to happen and then we sort of I did that I remember just I forgot about reading up what was going to happen after the baby came. So I didn't really know the procedures and and everything. I guess that if uh, if COVID wasn't there, I could have some visitors and I could have some company. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe I could share this happiness, like this two or three minutes might be more with my partner. You know, he might hold her more and we can, like, I could, uh, could uh, be with them more. But this didn't happen anyway. Right, right. Also, uh, well, uh, we said that uh, the baby was uh, had some delayed. It was delayed in the growing. This meant that the baby was uh, quite small. So Maria was born to point uh, twenty five. So she was quite small, and she didn't have the strength anyway to breastfeed. Right. Uh, so I guess that if you perform a C-section with um, with a bigger baby that is stronger, then you might have some interaction anyway in breastfeeding. Uh, Maria had to be bottle fed in the beginning, not only because she was small, but also because of the C-section that after this, uh, you know, milk is delayed for mothers. So you have to wait three days for the milk to come anyway. And yes, this was also a thing that we had to, I don't know, to, to deal with. Yeah. Did they help you pump or anything to get your milk to come in or? 
did they just say you have to wait? Uh, they offered me a bump uh, after the third day. Mm-hmm. Well, the situation after the 24 hours is that uh, you are uh, helped to stand anyway. And when, it, when they feel that you are okay and you can, I don't know, deal with everything anyway, then it is the time when you uh, have your baby roamed in anyway. This means that for us happened the third day because after the first 24 hours, you stay, uh, they bring the baby like every three hours again. But, you know, C-section is, okay, is super painful. It is a surgery. So, uh, the first, like the second 24 hours, it's, it's, yeah, it's super painful. And to tell you the truth, well, I didn't know uh, how to breastfeed, let's say. I, I could use, I had some help from the nurses and midwives inside the hospital. Uh, but again, lacking the language, uh, you know, uh, there, there was only one nurse speaking English. It was difficult, like the communication was difficult. So the pain was huge, uh, directions were, were limited, and there was this um, communication back in, or, in order to find out how to do it and how to do it without being in pain <laughs> you know right. yeah um, it's always an it's always an extra obstacle to have yeah the uh, language as well when you mm-hmm. really don't know what's happening and then there's also the language what may i ask what happened with your doula was she not allowed to come to the birth or she was not allowed to come and yes i we had organized everything about uh, that she would come I I wanted to make sure that I would have an English-speaking person to help me anyway, Uh, but this wasn't allowed due to COVID, so I had to be on my own. And imagine it is difficult for me, it was even difficult, I don't know, to find out, to find a pillow and put it somewhere in the back in order to feel better with the cut, with the section, you know, and then hold the baby to to do the other stuff, you know, to feed. Yeah, of course, of course. So how, how was, um, how long were you in the hospital then and before you got to go home? And- well, uh, there it is the thing with, uh, well, we had to wait for Maria to get some weight. Um, you know, the first uh, days they lose some weight and then they have, they add. So we had eventually, we stayed there a week. A week. Uh, a week. And then, and then we came home, which was amazing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, friends, imagine. family came from Greece to celebrate the situation, but they couldn't visit at the hospital. So they were, <laughs> they were preparing feasts at home, <laughs> yeah. waiting for us. Yeah. And then, yes, we, yeah, we came home and it was, it was, it was a relief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were able to establish breastfeeding everything on your own when you came home? And No, not easily, <laughs> let's say. No, not easily. Uh, it was... Um, then it is the part of the pediatrician. 
Yeah, uh, which is also important. Uh, I was well, I was informed that I should book a pediatrician, I don't know, three months before labor, which I did. But apparently, I my research was um, okay. I booked a pediatrician. See, it was uh, I was uh, I was let's let's say I I selected this pediatrician because she had uh, some experience in uh, uh, preterm uh, uh, hospital preterm. Pre uh, yeah, babies. Uh, so I said, okay, uh, if this uh, happens, we will have a good guideline. But eventually, she was good at it, but she didn't uh, support breastfeeding at all. In our second visit, she told me, well, waste of time, don't lose your time, go with uh, formula milk. And well, okay, and this is a decision you have to make. I wanted to, I wanted at least Maria to have some of my milk. I, I wanted to pump to start giving her some quantity. And so that was the time when we changed uh, pediatrician. Our second pediatrician was super helpful and supported us a lot. And I am, well, right now we are, uh, three months old eventually and okay I cannot say that I am uh, uh, breastfeeding only but I am covering something like the two-thirds of your daily meals right. which I think is a success yeah definitely yeah for me it's a success saying that we started something like I don't know 30 milligrams per day hmm. I think I think it's always the breastfeeding journeys always I always hear a lot of um, women telling me that it's it's difficult to establish because we don't really know how it's supposed to be done you know like mm -hmm. we, ha we have the breasts yeah. and we have the baby but you know eventually <laughs> like if, yeah. if nobody shows us how to do it it's it's not it doesn't come naturally to to a lot of of women uh, myself included mm. and it's it's a very um and it's a very precious time because we are just postpartum. So also that is stressful on the body and on the mind with all the hormones mm -hmm. and everything. And, and then trying to establish breastfeeding is, is, um, is something that I think is very important to receive good support in. So it doesn't sound so, so fun to have a doctor to tell you to, um, <laughs> to give it up straight away um, when we're trying our best. Well, you know. Uh, I would say that if we, I mean, I could use a consultation, something like, you know, in terms of medicine or, or preterm babies or small size babies, uh, uh, formula milk has more calories and she will grow faster. So it's your choice. This is a consultation that I could use, but waste of time now. <laughs> like breastfeeding is a waste of time no like it's not a waste of time it's a precious time with the baby and if a mother wants to do it she should try okay if a mother doesn't want to do it doesn't have the strength to try it's okay <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect also it's perfect also uh, I would say that if it wasn't the COVID 
uh, I might stop as well. The fact that I would stay at home anyway mm. eventually uh, may help me do it. You know, like it's, it's, it's it, I didn't have any distraction uh, from the outer environment. I didn't have, you know, I was, uh, I knew that anyway, I, I, I wasn't going to, I wasn't returning to work. Uh, there was no free time, let's say, doing whatever or traveling or socializing outside. So yes, I'm staying home. I can do it. <laughs> I can try. I can pump all day to have some milk anyway. <laughs> yes, of course. So this is a good this thing about COVID anyway. <laughs> we keep talking about these um, silver linings of, of COVID and lockdown, <laughs> all the things that we have discovered that we have more time for. So yeah. maybe it's good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. And also, yeah, the guidelines, the, this um, lactation consultants uh, in Podoli, like in the hospital, uh, the nurse that helped me, uh, the English speaking nurse was super helpful. And also uh, lactation consultants outside, like uh, when we went back home, uh, you know, it, it is really nice to have also some help, although you couldn't have them live, like you, they couldn't visit home, but they supported with um, whatever they could, any guidelines and all this. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good to hear. So mm. if I may ask you, you gave birth in Podoli. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, cool. that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people will be wondering, so uh, yes, it's always good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and all, all, all um, uh, uh, trimester ultrasounds and tests were done there, and everyone in Prague says so. And I should confirm that they are amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's they are wonderful. amazing. Yes, apart like if you. If we forget the fact uh, of the English-speaking uh, personnel, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, there are not plenty, there are some, but not mm -hmm. everyone, mm -hmm. uh, they are amazing. Yeah, that's wonderful to hear. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful mm -hmm. yes. to hear. So how was uh, postpartum then for you and for baby um, leading up to now? Are you feeling like you're recovering well and... Well, it was uh, it was a period when we focused on putting on weight on the baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were feeding her a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we were feeding her all the time. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, okay, we had some seats with uh, my husband, and uh, like a day night. Every two hours, we were with a bottle <laughs> feeding, and yeah. I was either with a bottle, bottle or a pump. <laughs> yeah, uh, we made it. <laughs> yeah, great. And yes, after three months, we feel like uh, we have put the weight that we should, and now we are uh, we are super fine um, and calm, which is nice. That's nice. Nice yeah. to hear. Yeah. And yourself, you're recovering from the from your C-section, and are you receiving any support in that? 
I guess I, 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 I guess I, I recovered super fast. But I think this is the mother instinct. Like I, I like I focused it on another thing. I knew that I okay. I will like okay. My body will do this thing. I have to focus on feeding <laughs> now. <laughs> yes, I will. I I I I was for sure. I'm trying to not be so obsessed with feeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess. Like- it's normal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely normal. Even if your baby is born with a little bit more weight, that's like, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a big part of, of new motherhood is just mm. making sure a baby's eating all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. So are there any, are there any references that you'd like to share with the listeners? Any maybe books or anything that you read or any people you talk to or groups or anything? Uh, well, um, I think that uh, this uh, lactation, consult- lactation consultants were super helpful. So yeah, I mean, I could uh, I could uh, offer the contacts if someone uh, wanted to mm-hmm. have this support. Yeah, I would also yes feel that the the whole Podoli team it's uh, it that yeah they were super professionals anyway. Uh, the whole this uh, this uh, final week of my pregnancy that was I guess the most stressful. Uh, yes, they helped me a lot with their professionalism and their uh, support like this everyday consulting and visits were yeah were very helpful and good for me great that's wonderful um is there anything else you'd like to add i i would say i'm feeling this thing that uh, yeah every pregnancy is different and every pregnancy i guess has a uh has their own I don't know, little tense moments and uh, happy moments. So whatever comes in these nine months, yeah, we have to, I don't know, we have to feel that we're not alone and maybe another woman has uh, lived it or has lived or experienced something similar or, I don't know, similarly painful or stressful or whatever <laughs> this. Yeah. That's right. I think, I think sometimes, especially in my second, during my second birth, that's something that kept me sort of anchored. I was like, there's so many other women that have gone through this thing that I'm going through right now. Mm. I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Great. Super. So thank you very much, Faya, for sharing your story with us. Thank you, Lisa, for this opportunity. I hope I I will help just one mother, one future mother. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure many more. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thanks again, Vaya, for coming on the Nine Months podcast today and sharing your beautiful birth story with us. If you have been listening in and you would like to reach out to Vaya with any questions or anything, then do feel free to send me an email at the nine months podcast at, at gmail.com where the number nine is the number nine as usual. And if you'd like to read the show notes page or any or look up any resources that 
Vaya have mentioned, then go ahead and head to the website nine monthspodcast.com where the number nine is of course also the number nine and if you'd like to share your birth story with us here on the podcast then do feel free to fill in the contact form on the website and let me know that you're ready <laughs> all right guys have a wonderful week ahead and see you next week